This is Dragon Talk. Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Dragon Talk. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham Supporters Association's Football Commentary. And, well, a little bit of spring cleaning now and near the end of the season. Uh, in a bit I'll be playing you a clip actually I recorded a little while ago and forgot to put onto a podcast hearing how Wrexham Reserves aka York City are doing it more specifically how the ex-Wrexham players playing for the Minster men are doing uh, of course they're down in the bottom four now who could imagine that the York City could drop into Conference North but there's a very real chance of that happening but uh, you'll be able to hear a little bit about how some of those ex-Dragons are getting on. But first, well, let's be honest, it's been a bit of an experience being in the conference, a bit of a surprise in a lot of ways, and one of the big differences has been the sort of institutional disorganisation of the fixtures, which has been brought about by a lot of factors. Uh, luckily, it didn't turn out as badly as it looked like it might, because we look like we're going to be playing three games in a week. Uh, around January, February, and the bad weather kicked in. But it's still been ridiculous. One of those big factors, of course, was the precedence for some reason given to the Sustanza Shield, which meant that games and that had to be played ahead of other matches. And that really knocked us back, not just because of our games, but because of teams we were trying to arrange fixtures who were still being in there, the Mickey Mouse Cup. And if you thought the LDV vans are the Mickey Mouse Cup, maybe we don't after that day, Millennium Stadium. Oh, God, look at the Sustanza Shield, an absolute farce. That was summed up, really, by the fact, I don't know if you'd noticed this, Ebsfleet... It look like they're going to be having all their prize money taken away. They got to the semi-final of the competition. It seems they're going to get their prize money taken off them because there are rules to try and stop teams playing weakened sides, which obviously is the logical thing to do in such a waste of time competition. Um, and so Ebsley's broke those rules, played what appeared to be a weakened side. You have to have so many players who were in the 16 from the previous league game in your 16 for the cup tie. They didn't manage that, and so it looks like as a punishment they'll lose their prize money. This is the game in question. They won away at Crawley. And this sums up the farcical nature of the organisation of the conference when they actually seriously talk about taking prize money away from a team who put out a side strong enough to win in a May match against a side about 10, 15 places above them in the table. How utterly laughable is that? Anyway, as I said, our fixture problems looked like they were going to be awful. Luckily, didn't quite pan out that way. But uh, there were other teams who did have terrible problems. And Romford, admittedly a few leagues down from us, came up with a rather novel solution. They decided, believe it or not, they were so far behind the rest of the leagues they were going to play two games simultaneously. Now, it didn't quite pan out that way as we hear in a moment, but because I was rather intrigued by this novel solution, I got in touch with their chairman, Steve Gardner. Because of the weather, both of the games actually got postponed. Oh, well, well fill me in first on the, the background of it. I mean, it, obviously you must be have a terrible fixture backlog to, to need to try and arrange two games on the same day. Um, the, the fixture backlog actually isn't too bad. I uh. think what, what the problem was, our current position is that we're, we're top of our league, yeah. we're unbeaten, and we, uh, our nearest rivals was the actual team that we were playing in the, um, in the Cup that day, a team yeah. called Enfield. And I think what we were, what we were keen to do was, um, obviously our emphasis is on the league, and we really wanted to get our league game played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because we ground share... We're unable to have a reserve side, so we've got a large first-team squad. Mm. But this would have been a good opportunity for us to have been able to play sort of a lot of the players out of the squad uh, and to fulfil two fixtures. Mm. Although it's true to say that the actual 
fixture that we'd have treated as being the most uh, important and put the strongest team out would have been the uh, the home league game mm-hmm. and perhaps put a slightly weaker side out for the cup game. So it wouldn't just be first and second choice, you'd mix it around a little bit, but the league yeah, we was the most gonna, important. We were going to mix it around a little bit. I mean, Enfield, M- I think it's fair to say, the cup game with a, with a stronger team yeah. and the team we were due to play were Clapton, who um, I think it's fair would agree are not such a strong team. Mm. However, saying that, we couldn't take any chances, so we would have put out a, a very strong side against um, uh, Clapton, and possibly sort of two or three of the better players would have gone to Enfield. Mm. Um, however, saying that, we played Clapton last week and only drew, so. Uh, Perhaps it was better for our promotion push that the games didn't go ahead. <laughs> and, and yes, it, was, it must have been frustrating, though, to have, to have tried this. It's very imaginative thinking and then for it not to happen. Yeah, it would have, it would have been nice for it to have, to have come off. Uh, and I think it's, it, it's, um, it's not been tried too many times before. Um, a local team to us, Hornchurch, they had to do it a couple of years ago at the end of the season um, due to a fixture backlog. Uh, interestingly enough, one of their opponents on the day were Clapton. Um, but now I think that the, um, the FA and the county leagues aren't too keen on this sort of thing. And we were told afterwards that when the game two games were postponed, that we probably wouldn't be allowed to try this again. Yeah. I think the reason is that the, uh, the county FAs like to try and... Um, push the county cups and, and the league cups as being important. Mm. And I think if it's seen that you're sending a second string or a weakened side to a team, then there's a possibility that those um, those games won't be counted as um, first-class games anyway. Oh, I see, yeah. yeah. I, I, I must admit, I, I mentioned this in passing to Wrexham Secretary, because we've got a terrible fixture backlog and yeah. our run in the trophy is, is making it worse. That's right. um, and the fact that Satanta Shield, a bit like you're saying about the County Cups, takes yeah. precedence over a lot of things, so teams we're looking to play against are still in that, we can't yeah. arrange fixtures with. And um, he said this in a sort of fevered moment, it even crossed his mind, because we've got a huge squad because of a change of manager yeah. who brought in his own players. Yeah. And in a fevered I, moment, even he wondered whether he might try and do something right. like that. I mean, whilst, I mean, a club of Wrexham stature, while the manager actually wouldn't come out mm. and say that, um, what should we say, the, the, the problem is the Satanta Shield is, um, in some respects, it's biting the hand that feeds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's, they're a big sponsor of non-league football. Mm. But I'm, I'm sure if you sort of said to him, look, you know, what's your priority? Is it getting back in the football league <laughs> or is it winning the Satanta Shield? Yeah. It's a, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? And yeah. I think for sort of clubs that suddenly find themselves in, pos- in a position like Wrexham are, you know, you, you just sometimes wonder whether you actually hadn't been better off being knocked out earlier on, because they talk about all oh, the distraction of the cup, don't they? But that's not always a distraction mm. that you particularly want. Well, that's it, because, we, you know, we're in the quarters of the FA Trophy now, and, you know, we're, we're so excited about the thought of going to Wembley, and yet, yeah. you know, the semi's over two legs, we drew the quarterfinals, so we've got to play mm. replay tomorrow when we should have been playing a league match, and as it stands, it, I don't think it's possible we can get through the season without playing three games a week at least once. That's and right. Any, I think you've got, got the danger as well that if you play sort of like, uh, say, you, when you when you minor cup competitions in inverted mm. commas, and one of your players get crocked, yeah, yeah. or he gets a booking, and that's the booking that sends him over the points limit, and he then misses the next two games, one of which is a league game, and one of which is a you know the, the quarter final of the FA Trophy, as I say. Yeah, because yeah. the trophy is going to be a big, uh, has the potential of being a big money spinner, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, we didn't get a player sent off on Saturday in, in crazy circumstances, but luckily, it was uh, <laughs> as we drew. He's only suspended for the replay, so I suppose we can we can deal with oh, that. Not, it's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. So wow, <laughs> two games simultaneously. I've heard about stories in Brazil where TV rules the roost even more than Sky and Sedanta do here. Uh, where teams have been told to play one game in the afternoon and one in the evening, but wow, sub- two simultaneous matches uh, it shows how bad the problem is with fixture congestion. If a teams can seriously think about that, right on to York and uh, like I say, maybe slight out of date clip that I have. I spoke to Ian Hay from the York City Supporters Trust, who gave me a lot of information not just on those X Racks and players. This was a, a few weeks ago, I must admit, but also on how things are going for Martin Foyle at York. Seven of them, I believe, now. Yes, crazy that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> we've got um, the two Smiths, mm. which is uh, Adam and Christopher, I think. It was. Yeah. Christopher Chris, we call him. And then there's um, Brown, mm. Critchell, um, Pedgick, and Mackin. Yeah. And, and Mike Ingham as well. Because we've got Ingham as well, the yeah. next player, although he didn't, um, he didn't play under file. No, no. Um, the um, the difficulty we've had with them recently is we've effectively running having to run two teams at the moment mm-hmm. because um, I think three of them is it three of them there's a cup tie because they must have played for uh, Wrexham in the FA Trophy early yeah, on. Yeah. Um, no, two of them played for Wrexham. One of them played for Gainsborough when he was on um, mm. when he was on loan, um, which is. Uh, Smith, the, black, the guy who plays on the wing, which yeah, is yeah. Adam. Chris yeah. Smith, isn't it, the winger? Yeah. They, um, well, it, it's uh, how are they actually bedding down? Because I mean, some of them, well, obviously, some of them have left us anyway. Some of them, you wonder whether Dean Saunders might be thinking about wanting them back afterwards. You know, how yeah, are well, they going? He's only on loan until um, I think he's on loan till the end of the season. Then yeah, they yeah. want him back. Um, he's fitted in quite well. Yeah. He's played every game since he arrived here. Um, He's, in, um, he's an improvement on our previous left back, pre- that way. <laughs> sorry, right back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, who's actually been injured anyway. Um, Pejic played his first game on Saturday and was man of the match. Yeah. Um, in fact, he played so well, I'm surprised that Wrexham let him go. Well, to be honest, Pejic divided fans enormously. I, I was a big fan of Pejic's myself. Um, right. Quick. Uh, some people he's, what used... I, he's what I call a typical lower division central defender. Yeah, yeah. Um, you put a ball at him in the air, and he'll go for it and win it. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to see him with the ball at his feet with time to think. That's the only problem. <laughs> that's uh, that's what divided fans. I mean, we, we've always been a sort of get the ball down on the floor team, and it's always it's been more his use of the ball than his defending, which drew criticism, which I felt was a bit harsh. You know, he's in there as a centre back. Um, and it's improved a lot. His use of the ball's improved quite a bit. Um, yeah, he's played yeah. most of his career at League One. You know, I mean, he's a good conference level player. I would say. Yeah, I mean, when you watch somebody like Havens and Waterloo, I don't know whether you saw him yeah. last season at all in the cup, but um, a lot of the ball that they played was in the air. It was a bit windy on Saturday, and he won according to the uh, the stat report because he was the the local paper picked him out as the man to watch. Mm-hmm. He won eighteen headers. Um, ten blocks, interceptions, and um, two actual tackles. Whereas I think that sort of summed up how much the ball was in the air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he looked—he looked a quality yeah. player, I have to say. I, I liked him myself, and a lot of people did. Um, but he didn't get much chance under foil and little. 
You know, I mean, he hasn't in the zone designed it, but it's interesting to see Foyle bring him back. I must be honest, up here, the way people are looking at it is that, I mean, Brian Little, as manager with Foyle, as his assistant, was a bit of a disaster. Now, you know, it's hard to tell how much of that is Foyle's fault, really, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. But he, he seems... He, he, he has come in for a little bit of criticism from some people who are yeah. saying, you know, why are you bringing in all these ex-Rexham players, given yeah. that Rexham are actually... Um, we're not performing any better than we were mm. when um, when you change managers mid midstream. Yeah. And um, his answer to that is that he, is that we're in a relegation fight, and he wants players around him who he can um, depend upon. Yeah. To, in, in his words, um, he actually said, um, uh, "I'm unrepentant." Um, I heard people say, "Well, that's another one for Exxon, but I'm sorry, I'd rather have people around me." that are going to give 100% and give the club 100%, and that's mm. what they do. I'd rather have the fighters in the position we are in, because we're not in a stage now where we can play pretty football. It's honesty. I've coached them. I know what they are like. He, and that's Pejic he was talking about, has come to play for me. Um, so, he, it's fair to say that since since they arrived, um, we've actually... We haven't actually played that many league games because we've been involved in the trophy and replays yeah. and and, um, and postponements. I think I was counting up before you rang back um, that since since the start of the transfer deadline, we signed most of them at the beginning of the transfer deadline, beginning of January. We've actually only played four in the league, of which we've won one draw, one and lost two. Yeah. Um, but we've only had one home game in that time. Um, in the cup, um, as I said. The two, um, um, the two um, Smiths and Simon Brown, um, they're cup tied, so they haven't been able to play. But um, Critchell and, and Mackin have played all the cup matches because neither of those two are, are cup tied. Now, Mackin, I didn't think was a particularly good player first two mm. matches. He, he ran around a bit like the midfield, a bit like Edler's Chicken. Um, but uh, in, the last, uh, in the last trophy match against... Um, Kettering, he was man of the match by a long way. Yeah. Oh. He actually put himself about in midfield and he, he disrupted, uh, sorry, I said Kettering, didn't I? Um, Kidderminster, he disrupted yeah. their midfield and was best player on the field by a long, long way. Um, uh. He was probably the second best player on Saturday behind Pejic. That's interesting because, like I say, Pejic divided people for a long time. So was Mackin. Those two are the two big debating points of Wrexham. Um, Mackin. Well, to be fair, until this season, had always been seen as oh, he's promising, but he never really, never felt seemed quite to be deserving a place in the first eleven. And little fancied him, and put him straight in the first eleven this season. I don't, I don't think it did him much favours. Um, and a lot of people got on his back. And I always thought, he's, you know, he's an honest, hard-working lad. You know, maybe having a break will be what's what he needs. I think Saunders. I don't know. I think Saunders might be interested in. Having him back, there are others like, say, Simon Brown, who I don't think Saunders does want to have back. I think, to be honest. Yeah, he, his first game for us was he played well. Um, yeah. He scored. He scored a goal in the second game when we lost down at Eastbourne. Um, we lost two-one at Eastbourne, and he actually scored the goal. But he'd been a bit anonymous in the game, and I, I reserved judgment on him mm. to be quite honest. Um, he didn't. He didn't seem to offer anything that we hadn't got. Our problems have, have been in, in midfield, quite frankly. We've um, we've got nobody who can create anything in midfield, and um, 
we've also got no wide player because we had a we had a guy called Wolford who we sold to Scunthorpe at the start of the season and we never replaced him. And um, our difficulty has been we like we like most teams playing in the lower divisions. You've got defenders who are always capable of making one mistake and you can see the goal. What we can't do is we can't score two goals in a game against teams who decide that they don't want to um, they don't want to attack anybody. Mm. Um, I mean, we were at Wrexham that night when we played you. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we could play like that every match of the season yeah. for the first hour, we wouldn't be where we are. Because yeah. I thought we actually played really well until we missed a penalty. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's right. Once we missed the penalty, that was it. The heads went down and we always knew we were going to lose then. Mm. Um, but up until that point, we played quite well. And that seems to be part of our problem, that, is that we play well for an hour, but then do something stupid, concede a goal, and then we haven't got the capabilities of getting back. And most of the players that we've had this season are all young players, and the heads go down. And, and I think Foyle's decided that he wants some people who... Um, May not be the most skillful, but will give him ninety percent effort. <laughs> and um, well, certainly Pejic Critchell and um, and um, Mac Ma- I quite like. Yeah. Um, well, I've got to ask you about Christian Smith because you're aware, I'm sure, how he left and Simon Brown the racecourse with this big. Well, no, I'm not actually. Oh, I'm right. From, I assume he must have had a falling out because he looks too good a player to have just been. Released just like that. Well, he's a very complicated one. He, he came on. Tri- he both he and Adam Smith were on trial at the start of this, this season. Yeah. Um, Smith only played one friendly. Adam Smith rather, and they didn't take him on from there. And in that one friendly, he didn't really show much. I don't think Christian Smith did either. But they gave him a contract. Um, and the, again, fans weren't convinced at all. He, he tended to stroll around midfield a bit, and uh, people weren't sure about him. Um, Saunders, when he took him on, I think saw something in him. Yeah. And he started to, well, he started to talk him up more than play him at first. But I think Saunders felt he could get something out of him. And he, he'd use him as a sort of a substitute late on in games. If we were leading away from home, he'd put him on to shore up midfield. And he did all right. And he, he also tried out as a, and <laughs> this might <laughs> blow your mind, as a footballing centre-back. Like, uh, and he actually compared him to Beckenbauer, believe it or not. Yeah. And he played him in one match like that, and he did look quite good. You know, he used the ball really well from the back, and he, he handled himself well. But what happened was that he and Simon Brown, rather stupidly, um, started putting comments on Facebook to each other. But oh, on the, I've, I've read about it. But on, the, on their public pages, so anyone else who was their friend on Facebook, and, and they'd made friends of lots of Wrexham fans, could see it. And basically talking about Brown saying to Smith, "Don't be bullied into signing a contract." He only had a six-month contract. Um, talk, players, you know, talking about, "I'm not turning up for training tomorrow. I'm going to pretend I'm second and comments like that. And they were, but well, Smith, well, Smith shot himself in the foot because he'd been, he'd been offered the contract. I was about to be offered the contract because Saunders wanted to work with him, yeah. and Saunders withdrew the contract. And says you're out. Brown, well, he's under contract anyway, but I, I suspect Saunders would be happy to to offload him. Um, but Smith didn't. I don't know. Maybe he didn't see enough of him. But he sounds like he's, he looks more impressive for you than he has done for us, Christian Smith. Yeah. Um, he's, he's he's done well for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he has reasonably well. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's like anything. Now they've come to us. They're on. They're almost in the last chance salute. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they don't get taken on by us for next season, then um, they're probably going to drift into 
into the lower divisions because they can't see anybody else taking them on it. Yeah, yeah. Because they've not hacked it at Wrexham and then they've not hacked it for us. Yeah. Because um, you only go one of two ways from a from a from a conference <laughs> side. Yeah. You either go on to better things or you or once you're released, you go into the conference north, south, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, so. Um, the jury remains out on those two, I have to say. Yeah. Um, but it, it's probably fair to say that the first game they played reasonably well and then drifted a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other three that have played nearly every game, I mean, I mean, the fact that we won away at Oxford and drew at Kidderminster and then beat them at home and now have beaten Havant and Waterloo and have put us into the semi-final of the trophy means that we're... Uh, still going quite well, because you've got Ebbsfleet to play, haven't you? Yes, that's right. Probably by the time we put this out, um, we will have played them, actually. Right, but well, having... the replay was Tuesday. Yes, that's right, yeah, yeah. Right, because um, what I don't know is whether they'll be allowed to play in the trophy final mm -hmm. if it's against Wrexham. Well, I, I, would, I would assume not, to be honest with you, so... <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, I don't know what the terms are. Yeah, um, yeah. My understanding is that there was no... Because um, I think... Have we, have we got you to play at home yet in the league? No, we've played home and away now. Yeah, we yeah. haven't played you twice. So I suspect they didn't put any clause in, because usually they put a clause in to yeah. say that you can't appear against them yeah. in the league. Um, but whether there's a clause in for, for, the, for the trophy final, I don't know. It'd be quite a story, wouldn't it? It's been kept apart, because um, you've got the hardest draw, I think, Stevenage. Yeah, yeah. Because um, we got who we fancied, which was uh, Southport or Telford. Mm. But having said that, they're they're both going quite well in the conference north now. Yeah, and I must say, Southport knocked us out of the Santa Shield, and admittedly we we had a very weakened side, but so did they, right. and uh, they looked decent, even though, like I said, they didn't have a full side out. It was a sort of both teams played more reserves than first team players. Yeah. But yeah. They, but they, considering that, that their quality was better than an awful lot of um, of conference sides I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you tend to find that the that the side who finishes the top two in the conference when they come up are usually pretty good mm. um, if somebody comes up from the playoffs after finishing fifth or sixth they often struggle Yeah, yeah. Um, because Lewis I think Kit I think Lewis won it didn't they and Eastbourne came yeah. up in the playoffs or the other way around I think he Lewis came up in the playoffs I think Lewis won it, didn't they? Did they? Oh, uh, it's Eastbourne that came from the place, because Eastbourne yeah. was quite a useful side when we played them, but Lewis are pretty poor. Yeah, yeah, I think they'd lost their team, didn't they, at the start of the season, they right. they fell apart, so the financial, well, actually financially, I think they overstretched themselves in putting the team together to get up. And, yeah, um, yeah. We've got our first league game for, as I said, almost a month, coming up on Saturday, when we've got Weymouth at home. Yeah, oh, of course, <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell her, I saw we've got Rushton tomorrow night, because I'm going. Yeah. Um, so we've got Russian tomorrow night and, and then Weymouth at home. Now, I expect that all the six Wrexham players will either play or be start or on the bench tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because we've, we've been playing a couple of young lads either on the bench or, or are actually starting. And I, I suspect he'll bring back the experienced players, particularly for Russian away. Yeah, no. What he'll do on Saturday, I think, will depend on which team Weymouth send. Because I don't know whether you've seen what happened on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they actually played their youth team against Rushton. And mm. We're about 5-0 down after about 30 minutes, I think. So mm. um, They were well beaten. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's actually much easier to bed six players and know each other into a side because they've obviously, they've obviously played together either on the training field, if not, if not necessarily in the games. And certainly Pejic didn't look as though he'd well, he played on Saturday, and 
Um, we we told he hadn't played for a couple of months. No, he's played one game all season. Right. Well, he, yeah. he lasted the whole of the ninety minutes, and as I said, um, the amount of work he got through because of the way Havertz and Waterloo played, Waterlooville played, everything was up in the air. Um, he actually got through a tremendous amount of work, and he was the the local papers man of the match, and Mackin was the uh, sponsors player man of the match yeah. on Saturday. Gosh, so they both fitting yeah. well. Critchell looks quality all the time. He's he's got the ball. His first game for us, it was a bit rusty, and uh, he got caught in possession a couple of times. I think that was I think that was Oxford away. But after that, he settled in pretty quickly, and he looks he looks a, a quality player at fullback. Well, funnily enough, you've got. You yeah, well, no, actually, no, he didn't. Um, funnily enough, you've got a better idea of him than we have because we bought him in the summer. He was suspended for the first three games, played the next two, and then got injured and hasn't played since. He's only played twice for us. He played right side midfield. He plays first game against Oxford, um, live on TV, and he was the best player on the pitch. He was yeah. tremendous. And then the next game at Altrincham, he was really anonymous, and then he broke his ankle, I think it was, in training, and that was it. Um. I don't know what Saunders' attitude is towards him, whether he's loaned him out to get him some games, but you know, we're playing a left-back at right-back at the moment, um, and he experimented with a midfielder at right-back on Saturday and had to take him off at half-time. So you know, one would assume he's not that close to Saunders' thoughts if he's doing things like that. Because we played him at, we, we played him at, um, at full-back, um, but then we've, we, we lost the centre-half and we've played him twice at centre-half. Yeah, yeah. And again, um, he played... Played quite well when he when he moved to centre half, with one exception. But I think that was just an overall bad performance. We lost mm. down at Eastbourne. Um, well, we were two 0 down after about fifteen minutes, just two stupid mistakes. And it's always difficult to come back from from two 0 down when you make yeah. bad mistakes. Um, none of neither of them were Critchell's error, um, but um, it was just a poor performance down there. But I like Critchell, I think he looks quality, and he started getting himself forward now, so he's um, almost as a as an overlapping fullback, and, and going forward he looks looks like he can put a decent ball in. Yeah, well, it probably explains why um, you've signed him, or you've played him in, in, on, on the right side of midfield. Yeah, oh, well, the first game, like I say, he played, he was very creative, he put some real quality in the box, and he, he hits a couple of really good shots as well. Yeah, but in yeah. the second match, he, he was very anonymous, and but nonetheless... I, 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 um, I think we've had three goals out of two Smiths. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get I get confused which is which, <laughs> which is the one who plays wide. Uh, Adam Smith, that would right, be. He's the yeah. one that was at Gainsborough. Yeah, yeah. He only yeah. he scored twice for us because um, um, we had a bit of a battle with Gainsborough because after he played for you, I think I think he signed for Gainsborough on some sort of um, short-term contract, mm-hmm. um, either till the end of the season or for six months or whatever. And apparently Gainsborough told him, or he, he claims that Gainsborough told him, that um, if anybody in a higher division wanted him, they wouldn't stand in his way. Yeah. So, of course, we, we got him on loan for a month from, from Gainsborough. He played either twice or three times. Scored, scored at Burton when we lost there, but actually played quite well against Burton. And, yeah. um, for an hour, we gave them... We gave them a bit of a runaround for an hour, um, but again failed to capitalise. We we got an equaliser, but then failed to score a second. And, and as is the one, Burton are a good side and went away and scored twice later on. Um, but he played quite well that, and then he played at home in the next game and scored in the following game. Mm. Um, but then, as I said, the next the next match um, was 
Um, he played, sorry, he played, he played quite well in a home game against against Lewis. The next game after that was this Eastbourne fiasco where nobody played well. And I say we haven't had a league game since. Yes, we have. We've had one league game since we lost. We lost to a debatable penalty at Mansfield. Um, <coughs> but the um, Baltic did quite well. Yeah. Um, but your only question is, 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 is how motivated they are long term. Yeah. They've clearly been brought in to do a particular job. Now, how many of them will still be with us starting next season? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've never had quite so many players come from another team in the past. <laughs> um, but you can understand if, if you if you sign a manager and he's got sort of three or four weeks to to improve the playing squad. Mm. I mean, he joined us um, November, and um, you've only got a, a limited period to sign players in. It's difficult to get players to come um, that either a you know are going to improve what you've already got, unless the players you've already worked with. Yeah. Um, so he obviously, uh, I mean. I think you had, you've had quite a turnover of players, haven't you, down at Wrexham yeah. in the last 12 months? It's been incredible, you know, I mean, because the players that we let go in the summer, uh, Rill have taken most, and they're top of the Welsh League. Um, I went and did the report from there, actually, because they've got five of our players there, and now Saunders has come in and got rid of the players we brought in last summer, and, and they've gone to you, and it's just quite peculiar. We've got all these little... Well, <laughs> these, somebody in our, um, in our, what's oh, the expression, the noisy end of the, of the ground... <laughs> Not too far away from where where I was stood. One of them was waving a Welsh flag on that. Because we've also got a guy called Danny Parslow yeah, who, yeah. who plays for played for the Welsh under twenty um, under twenty ones. Yeah. He's also played for the Welsh C team. Of course, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking down the list though, actually, and out of the out of those ones, Pedrick's played for the Welsh under twenty ones. He's not Welsh. Um, Critchell has played for Welsh in the 21s. I don't think he's Welsh. I'm not totally sure, but certainly his accent isn't very Welsh. And Mackin has... Well, you're almost in England in Wrexham anyway. Well, uh, careful, careful now. <laughs> I know Mackin went to a school just over the border. No, or was it just the size of the border? I'm not quite sure if Mackin is Welsh or English. I don't think he is Welsh. He has played for the 21s as well. So I think you've got... There's not there's not a huge amount of Welshness in those players, but right. <laughs> I'm sure they still feel welcomed by it. You know. So when did Ingham play for you? Nah, Ingham Ingham came on loan to us. No, no, beg your pardon. Yeah, this yeah Ingham was on loan to us initially, right. and looked decent. And that was gosh, what back uh, about five years, maybe a bit more ago. And then he came permanently, and was a little bit of an anticlimax to be to be honest right. with you. Didn't want to with you when. Before, um, before little, wasn't it? Yeah, Dennis Smith it was, yeah. Dennis Smith was there. Yeah, and that Smith was great. And I think a, a lot of the reason why we're in the conference is down to Smith getting dismissed. And uh, things drifted a little bit under Smith, but yeah. I don't think they would have drifted to the point where we had dropped into the conference. Right, um, it's quite funny, actually, because when we played down at Oxford, um, mm. I've, I've got some mates with the Oxford Supporters Trust, and we got invited to a... Um, it was around when Dennis Smith launched his book. Yeah, yeah. And I, went invi- I got invited to a, to a meeting that they were having with Dennis Smith. And he's a bit of a cult hero down there because <laughs> he was a cult hero with us because the only time we ever won anything, really, was when we won the um, fourth division championship. Yeah. We were the first team to get 100 points. And he was our manager then. And he, he, we signed him as player manager from Stoke and he became our manager. And his very first 
signing, I think it was his first or his second signing, was to sign Ricky Sprazier, who was now manager yeah, of Sunderland. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he built he built a team around him and um, the other centre half that we'd, we'd acquired from Sheffield United. And um, um, so we won the championship, got 100 points, and his Dennis Smith has been a hero ever since. Hmm. It is very highly thought of. It's funny the number of connections we have because we used to have Alan Whittle as manager as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's Brian's brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, Smith was a very highly thought of Wrexham, and I think, uh, you know, that, uh, I honestly believe he, he did a wonderful job when we were in terrible financial difficulties. Well, not financial difficulties, actually, it's more political difficulties of an owner trying to close the club now. And yeah, he kept plugging. I mean, we went through exactly that. A few yeah, years oh, years I know. Yeah. why we ended up getting, yeah. getting sent, well, I won't say sent down, but relegated. Because yeah. Effectively, um, we were a bit like yourselves. We had a uh, an owner who separated the ground from the football club. Mm. He then sold the football club to a guy called Bachelor, <laughs> yeah. um, who had a 25-year lease, promptly tore the lease up in return for getting some money, mm. and spent all that money. Um, and within nine months of being in charge, the club had gone bust. Mm. Um, so the supporters' trust had to raise the money to buy the club back out of administration. We then had to borrow money to buy the ground back. And it's like anything, when you get 12 or 14 people who are basically just fans, with the best will in the world, you've all got other jobs to do. Mm. Um, you can't do um, what's required to keep a team in the, in the football league. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first four matches, we thought it was easy because we won our first four matches. Um, first season, we were actually top of the table at the end of uh, yeah. at the end of August, but it all went sour after Christmas. I mean, at Christmas we were still in top eight, but I think we took three points after Christmas and got relegated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've been in the conference ever since. We've had mm. this is our third manager we've had um, since then. But I don't know. Again, the, the jury's a bit out on file because we haven't. There hasn't been a massive improvement in the league form. But to be fair to him, um, you know, we've had Christmas where we played Burton twice, and you know most teams have lost to Burton yeah, this season. Yeah. Um, we've had disruption with the Santander Shield and replays for that, and then the FA Trophy. So we've not actually been able to string um, a, a sort of set of league matches together. It's all been a bit, uh, a bit bitty at this time of the yeah, season. Yeah. Um, Perhaps we'll see how we do over the next three weeks because I think we've got four league matches coming up and um, he'll be able to keep an unchanged side. Because mm. at the moment, basically, we're, we're operating with two com- two completely different teams. Yeah. Um, we have, I think, five players who play in both the trophy games and the league games and six who, who for various reasons, have only been playing in the trophy matches uh, rather than the league matches. Mm. Um, partly because of the, of the Wrexham players that are cup-tied. Um, so it's almost like you know which team's going to play depending on which competition since then of course things are taking a bit more of a turn for the worse and they're looking serious danger of going down rather weird to see all that old Wrexham contingent and Kyle Critchell at Weymouth all in the bottom four and well I'd say very alarming for them in fact you look at Northbridge with the likes of Jeff Whitley and Andy Priest. And Matty Crowell there as well. It does look like a lot of players of Wrexham connections could end up dropping another level down. Gosh, quite a shock. And well, I suppose it says something about what's been happening in the last couple of years. So many players have been affected by the plummeting morale at the race course. Oh, yeah. 
cheer up. <laughs> Might never happen. As long as I end things on such a depressing note, I'll be back soon with something a, a bit more positive. This is Dragon Talk.